Help me solve a dilemma, Giant fans. We're going to talk about it on this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast coming up next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Chena. Happy Friday, everybody. And thank you so much for tuning in, making the Locked On Giants podcast your first listen of the day, or if you're watching on YouTube, your your first watch of the day. Really appreciate you tuning in. And as we come to you on this Friday, this podcast is actually being recorded on Thursday night, and uh, the quarterback wide receiver and tight end drills are wrapping up as I record this. So uh, not a whole lot to talk about, you know, as far as impressions with that. Um, Some of the results are still coming in. So we'll talk about that maybe on shows early next week. But what we will talk about on this show is I have a bit of a dilemma and I'm going to present it to you guys and gals and I'd like your help with it. Seriously, um, here's the situation. So I wanted to run my first mock draft, you know, start getting together a mock draft, see how the board might fall uh, so that I can put together a mock draft at some point next week for you. And right now I'm only looking at round one, all right, because that's where there's a lot of confusion and also an important round. And uh, I'm using Pro Football Focus's mock draft simulator. And you know what, folks? I've hit a problem. So I'm going to tell you what the problem is, and uh, I'm going to tell you how I might solve it and how, why I'm going to solve it this way. But I'd also like to hear from you guys and gals what you think. And I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, if I get some good comments, I'll include them in a show next week. You know, not necessarily for Twitter Tuesday. Maybe I'll include them in, include them in Monday's show. But uh, hey, listen, it's all about teamwork. So let's work together. Let's all put our GM hats on and let's figure this out. All right. So what is the problem that I've hit? Well, I am drafting fifth for the Giants, which, as we know, the Giants have the fifth and the seventh picks in this draft. And for me, there were maybe two guys, three guys tops that I would absolutely think wouldn't think twice about selecting and they're all off the board so let me tell you what the board looks like right now so in round one jacksonville has picked uh michigan edge rusher aiden hutchinson round two the lions picked oregon edge rusher Kayvon thibodeau round three the texans they selected icky ekwanu Dang, it! I really wanted him for the Giants, but he's off the board. And our friends, the Jets, picked safety Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Another guy I would have considered maybe at number five. So now here I am. I'm sitting here. I'm on the clock. The top picks for the Giants include Derek Stingley Jr., LSU, cornerback, um, offensive tackle Charles Cross, Mississippi State, Offensive tackle, Evan Neal, Alabama. Cornerback, Trent McDuffie, Washington. 
And then uh, we've got edge rusher um, George Karloftis uh, from Purdue. Who am I taking? All right, let's talk about it. Do I go with Evan Neal? Evan Neal, you know, it's funny. I think if you had asked me this maybe last week or the week before, I would have said, oh, if I, if I couldn't get Icky Ikwanu, Evan Neal would have been my backup. Now I'm not so sure because now I'm kind of looking to see what the difference is between Neil and Charles Cross. But I also somehow feel that taking Charles Cross at number five is too high. All right. So what about Derek Stingley? Do I maybe look at him? Well, if he wasn't coming off the foot injury, I might consider him at number five. But again, I just wonder if he's going to fall if if uh, I pass on him. Because remember, I've got the seventh, you know, pick number seven. So can I skip on that? So uh, just looking at the board here, my needs are guard, center, edge, linebacker, um, and tackle. So what do I do? All right, here's my dilemma. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that when it comes to offensive line, I agree with what Daniel Jeremiah said uh, last week on his conference call with reporters. He said that you don't have to spend a first-round pick to build an offensive line, all right? This is a deep offensive line class, and I don't know that I have to spend a pick on Charles Cross or Evan Neal at this point, at number five in the draft. So... um, I'm probably not going to go in that direction. I know that's probably, you're probably sitting there going, what are you doing? You've got to take an offensive tackle. I think, you know, if I were, if I were drafting in the second round, and again, this is only a, a first round, uh, a one round draft, I would probably, you know, go offensive line. All right. Well, what about cornerback? You know, um, gee, what's going to happen with James Bradbury? Are they going to move him? I mean, they can't carry him at his current salary. They could potentially look to lower that salary if they want to, although I don't think Bradbury will take a pay cut. Um, If they end up cutting him, I'm sure somebody will scoop him up, and I think Bradbury and his camp know that. Could they restructure? I suppose they could, but then that necessitates kicking the can down the road, and I don't think they really want to do that if they don't have to. Can they trade Bradbury? Well, that's a scenario I could see happening, but... The question is, is would they get compatible value back for a trade? And by compatible value, remember, Bradbury is still young. He's still one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Um, His salary, yes, that's high. But remember, the acquiring team would not be uh, acquiring the full salary cap amount. The Giants would still be on the hook for the prorated signing bonus, what's left of it, whereas the new team would pick up just the base salary and the workout bonus and the base salary, which includes a $2 million um, guarantee as of, uh, I think it's March 19th. So what do you do? Hmm. And if you do move Bradbury, do you feel you have to take a cornerback? Or do you say to yourself, okay, maybe Aaron Robinson can play that outside position, you know, even though he played slot primarily in college? And I know some of you, you know, when I mentioned it on yesterday's show, you said, no, 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 Aaron Robinson is a slot cornerback. Well, you know what, folks? 
Darnay Holmes at UCLA, I believe, was a um, primarily played on the outside and they moved him inside. So just because a guy played one position in college doesn't mean that he can't play it, you know, a different position when he gets to the pros. It's all about coaching. So, all right, let's get back to this dilemma. So I don't think I'm going to go with Derek Stingley. Charles Cross, to me, too high to take a tackle right there. Evan Neal, uh, maybe. Uh, Trent McDuffie, do I maybe look to take him? Trent McDuffie is, let's see, the eighth highest player on um, Pro Football Focus's draft board. So do I go with him? Or here's another scenario. Uh, Drake London, who's a, a wide receiver at number 10. Or if I want a cornerback, do I go with maybe a Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati? What am I going to do? I'm going to tell you right after this. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net is also the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. Whether it's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, or your favorite Vegas games, or in this case, even whether or not Saquon Barkley will be traded and to whom he might be traded. Uh, BetOnline has an all-new website, so head on over to their website today and learn more about the trends and all the actions and all the odds. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here. And my gosh, this, this exercise that I'm going through, this one-round mock draft exercise, the What Would Pat Do episode, if you will, this reminds me of why I'm not a fan of mock drafts. They're so hard to pick. They're so hard to do. You almost never get them right. And there's so many different directions you can go if you're the Giants. So here's what I'm thinking. And I'm going to try thinking outside the, the uh, box here. I don't want to stray too far off of the board. All right. So I mentioned I'm on the clock. And uh, already off the, the board, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Icky, Ekwanu, Kyle Hamilton. On the board, Derek Stingley, Charles Cross, Evan Neal, Trent McDuffie, George Karlofitis, uh, and receiver Drake London, and of course, Sauce Gardner. You know what? All right, I'm going to probably catch a lot of flack here. I'm going to, those of you who have always said, oh, Pat, you should be the GM. You know, you're going to you're going to rescind that offer. I am going to go. I think here I'm going to go with drum roll, please. Drake London. All right. Why am I going to go with Drake London, despite the fact that he is coming off of a broken ankle um, that ended his season early? All right. Here's what I like about him. 6'5", 210 pounds. Huge target. And um, let's see. His stats, if I remember correctly, uh, 88 catches, 1,084 yards, and seven scores um, over his eight games that he played last year. 6'5", 210 pounds. Had 19 contested catches, which led college football, despite only playing 
in half a season. Um, he's a top 10 pick, it sounds like to me. And here's the thing, folks. The offense needs playmakers, all right? They, they're they going to probably, uh, they've already moved on from Kyle Rudolph, who wasn't much of a playmaker. Evan Ingram doesn't look like he's going to be back. And I know I'm talking tight ends here. Kadarius Tony factors into the plans. I think um, Kenny Galladay will continue to factor into the plans. They may not even have um, Sterling Shepard, depending on how his recovery uh, goes with the with that Achilles injury. And Darius Slayton, look, man, I, I just assume move up on from him. So can you imagine having two skyscraper receivers for Daniel Jones in Galladay and Drake London? I mean, my gosh, can you imagine maybe lining one of those guys up as a big slot receiver, which is kind of, you know, a, a trend that they did in, in uh, Kansas City where offensive coordinator Mike Kafka comes from? Yeah, I can envision it. You know what? I know the Giants need offensive line, and, I'm, and I know there's going to be some of you who say, well, it doesn't matter who they draft unless you pick you know, an offensive line and put an offensive line in front of Daniel Jones. Folks, I am going with Drake London at pick number five. Am I overdrafting him? Well, time will tell, but that's my pick for number five. All right. So that means now I'm on the clock since the Carolina Panthers have already made their pick. Uh, they picked Evan Neal, by the way, offensive tackle from Alabama. So now I'm on the, the clock again at pick number seven. So who's on the board? I've got, again, Derek Stingley. I've got uh, Charles Cross, Trent McDuffie, cornerback, Carl Offitis, uh from Purdue, uh, Sauce Gardner, and Tyler Linderbaum. All right, now, for me, it's going to come down to Gardner and Linderbaum. So which of those two do I like best for pick number seven? Stick around. I'll tell you who and I'll tell you why. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but without the calories and without the sugar. Most Bill Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, making it the... Best tasting protein bar, easy to stick to any diet plan out there. And they're available in nut and nut-free varieties. There's about nine regular flavors and then a rotation of limited time offerings that you can find out about when you hit their website up at BuiltBar.com. And speaking of their website, BuiltBar.com, head on over there today, put your customized box together and use our special promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your first order. Again, that promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you. And uh, this is pretty much a what would Pat do scenario um, if I were drafting for the Giants in round one. This is a one-round mock draft. And boy, is this hard. You know, I mean... Conventional wisdom says you go offensive line and then you worry about the other stuff. But, you know, this is such a deep offensive line class. And that's why I passed up 
on Evan Neal when I had the chance to take him at number five. And for those who are just now kind of tuning in, I know some of you sometimes tune in later in, in the podcast. My fifth, my pick at number five was receiver Drake London, USC. I just love the height. I love the potential production. I think the Giants need more of that. And I, you know, especially after Evan Ingram just didn't pan out as, as that big receiver type of tight end that they wanted. And again, I know it's a different position, but I can envision a guy like Drake London uh, potentially lining up as a big slot receiver. So that's why I picked him. So what am I going to do about number seven? All right. Um, it comes down to two players for me. It comes down to Cincinnati cornerback Sauce Gardner and Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum. All right. Who are ranked 11 and 12 on the pro football focus big board respectively. Here's my thinking. I'm waiting till day two to draft offensive line. I am not going to draft Linderbaum at number seven. And here's why. Not that I don't think he can be a good player, folks. I do. But here's the situation with the Giants, all right? This is a make or break year for Daniel Jones. They have got to find out once and for all what they have with this kid, all right? If I'm the Giants, I might lean more heavily towards putting a experience center in front of him. All right. Not necessarily a Billy Price who I would look to re-sign as backup depth, but maybe um, I might go for a veteran center. Um, and I'm just trying to think of the guy's name. Um, offensive lineman uh, Bradley Bozeman from the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Bozeman, he's a guy who last year started all the games at center for the Ravens, did very well, as I recall. Um, he also has had experience playing in uh, left guard. So he is an interior offensive lineman to where if you want to start him at center this year and then, you know, not down the line, you get a young center that you want to maybe move, you can shuffle guys around. But um, I would want an experienced center to make line calls to help out with picking up blitzes and stuff because even though this is an all-new offense and, and, you know, everybody's going to learn everything together, still, I want somebody who's experienced, who's who's going to be able to help with making protection calls. Linderbaum, in time, is going to be able to do that. But I I think I would feel more comfortable with the veteran, like a Bozeman in there. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner. All right, now let's talk about Sauce Gardner. What does he bring? Sauce Gardner is six foot three, two hundred pounds, um, junior el- eligible. According to Pro Football Focus, he has never allowed a touchdown, and uh, in the semifinal uh, game, twenty twenty one, only allowed fourteen yards and four targets. All right, pretty impressive that Gardner has never allowed a touchdown in his college career, even though he has been a starter since being since his true freshman year. All right. And uh, 14 games played in 2021, according to Pro Football Focus, he only allowed 131 yards receiving. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty darn good. Now, here's the other thing. 
Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, is ultimately going to look to be aggressive with his defense. He's going to want to attack. And if you're going to attack, you need cornerbacks who can play press and man coverage. You need cornerbacks that can hold their guys, all right, for however long you need for the front, the guys up front to get home with the pass rush. To me, Sauce Gardner is a guy who potentially is a good fit for what Martindale wants to do. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, I am taking Sauce Gardner with the seventh pick overall. So I'm going to plug that in. And uh, we're running through the rest of the the, uh, first round draft here. So I just want to see where some of the other players went in just a minute. All right, so full results for round one. After Sauce Gardner, Stingley went to the Falcons. Charles Cross went to the Broncos uh, at number nine. David Ojabo, an edge rusher, went to the Jets at number 10. That was the guy I would have considered, but I do believe you can get edge rushers in, in the second round if you want to. Uh Washington drafted Malik Willis at number 11. Garrett Wilson, receiver, went to Minnesota at number 12. George Karlofferdis went to the Browns at 13. Um, and then I'm just looking down the rest of the list. Nicobe Deem, who was a, a linebacker for Georgia, went to the Eagles at 16. Devin Lloyd, inside linebacker, to the Bolts at 17. The Saints picked Kenny Pickett, quarterback. Uh, I'm just looking to see who else. Chris Olav, uh, receiver, went to the uh, Raiders. Linderbaum, by the way, went to the Cowboys, in case anybody's wondering. He went to the Cowboys at 24. And um, let me see. Matt Corral went to the Dolphins at 29. Zion Johnson, a guy the Giants had interest in, or at least were supposed to meet with at the Combine. He, he goes to the... Chiefs at 30. And uh, yeah, so uh, surprisingly, a few quarterbacks went in the first round and probably a few more receivers than I thought would be the case. So anyway, that's my one round Giants mock draft. Agree? Disagree? Would like to know what you think. I'm sure a lot of you are thinking I'm crazy because I didn't do offensive line, but hopefully my, my explanation made some kind of sense. Let me know what you think. You can contact me by leaving a comment if watching on YouTube. You can um, contact me by writing to our email account, LockdownGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. And let me know, by the way, what you would have done with picks five and seven based on what I described to you as being on the board. I'd be curious to hear what you would do. Um, Might make for a good discussion. So, all right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for us here at the Locked on Giants podcast. Hope you enjoyed this little exercise. Coming up next week, we'll have uh, some feedback on the combat, on the combine drills, um, which are going to take place all this weekend. Twitter Tuesday. Um, I'm going to look to get a guest probably two guests I'll look to get for you next week as well. And then in two weeks, I've got a Giants player that um, I'm scheduled to speak with for a nice long 15-minute interview. I won't tell you who he is, but I will tell you that it is a current defensive player and a guy that I don't think is going anywhere. So really excited to bring you that. Hope you will tune in as always to the Locked on Giants podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of of the day 
or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you on Monday.